We're oh, back. Shit. Did you miss us? Something tells me the comments are going to say, No, we didn't miss you. Go back into vacation mode. Well, the thing is, you know, you're the first one back after a while. If you've been, you know, catching up on my second... Yeah, if you've been uh, watching the final I'm battle. on episode... Uh, on episode sorry, three sorry. there. Sorry, I, I went behind the mic, but I'm trying to point in that little corner down there. Um, yeah, he's been busy doing that. I've been on out of turn four, so you really haven't missed us. I mean, just together, you've missed us, I guess. Yeah, of course. Or maybe you're of like, for, maybe you're like, oh, for God's sakes, just stop making shows. Just, just quit. <laughs> quit while you're ahead. For those on the audio, we missed you. Um, you know, I'm sure you didn't miss us. Um, so, but anyway, as we get going today, um, coming up on the show, we're going to discuss some MLB news. Of course, that'll include some of the Hall of Fame inductions, um, some of the late season developments. And then, of course, we will get into the NFL kickoff side of things. Of course, um, keep in mind, we kind of deprived you guys of an NFL kickoff show that we were going to do because of our scheduling issues. So um, we'll get you up to speed as far as the NFL season for week one, because, of course, we're only four hours away from Sunday kickoff. So that's big. And then, of course, we'll make our predictions for the season, our predictions for the games this week, as well as Thursday night football. And then we will have a great tinkle on this moment coming your way all before the end of the day. Um, but anyway, let's get started. Um, so, of course, Albert Pujols, um, he made his return to St. Louis to a standing ovation and some uh, cheers and whatnot from the sideline there. Um, Jason, of course, we know Albert Pujols will be a Hall of Famer yep. one day. Um, I know, for sure. I, I guess definitely the significance of this is huge. You know, I mean, does this signify the end of Pujols' career, seeing how he kind of uh, mm. gestured to the crowd, seeing how the crowd embraced him? Um, keep in mind, he's 40. Yeah, I would say so. And, I mean, he's, he's no gone from what one LA team to the next LA team he's on the Dodgers right now right yeah he's on the Dodgers right now and honestly who knows it might be his best chance to win a championship before he hangs up his um cleats one last time hmm. so um if it's the best if it's the best time for him to retire going out with a um world finals or not yeah not World Finals. Um, no, World, Series. World Series. You confuse um, that in basketball. <laughs> yeah, I know. We also have a basketball show in this channel, but hey, um, maybe that'll make a return yeah. soon. Um, um, like I said, I think if it's the time for him to go, it would be the best time for him to win a championship mm -hmm. this year and then go out on top. Kind of like you know what yeah. Manning did with a lot of... Uh, guys in NFL, but hey, Pujols had a hell of a career, and the gesture to his former you know, team's fans, mm -hmm. that maybe this is my last go, was definitely a great yeah. thing for him to do because he had so much success there. Um, what do you think? you think it's his 
time to just hang it up. You know? I mean, I think he's out time. <laughs> and here's the thing. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't believe I've ever seen any recollection or have any recollection of discipline for Albert Pujols using steroids or PEDs. Um, I know you don't follow Not baseball as much, so you can't really verify it. Well, I mean, I used to watch like I used to watch him and ESPN like a religion. So, from what I remember, I did not yeah. ever hear anything about him with steroids or PEDs or anything like that. So, so it's all been natural mm -hmm. talent, which so, you don't see a lot yeah. of today. And I I don't want to compare the talents of yesteryear to the talents of today because I think right. that's a piss poor comparison, especially considering baseball has been rooted in America for so many years and it's just, it's gone back so far that the game has evolved so much. Eventually we'll get there with football too. Don't get me wrong, but right. I mean, I feel like comparing the old with the new right now can be done in a way. Now, of course, Brady is the goat of this era. Um, okay, I will say that. Brady is the goat of this era when it comes to football. Michael Jordan mm -hmm. is the goat of basketball of this era. Um, but, of course, um, if you're judging... Like I said, if you don't judge that by the 90s, then... Um, you know what? Actually, let's, let's, let's cancel that because that would mean Montana's up there too, but... Um, LeBron's the goat of this, this generation, whether or not this generation wants to admit it or not. Um, right. so now, um, in a way, Pujols is the goat of this generation. I mean, mm -hmm. obviously Derek Jeter deserves every bit of respect he's ever gotten. And same with Mariano Rivera. I mean, those two. Right without a doubt, are the greatest. But, I mean, in, in regards to home run hitters, Albert Pujols, I don't care what anybody says, he's the king of this era when it comes to home runs because Barry Bonds did steroids. Big Poppy busted for steroids. I believe Jim Tomey as well busted for steroids. Right. Okay. A-Rod. Big time busted for steroids. <laughs> that story. Hence why we uh, that would uh, make fun of his last name with yeah, Aroid, not Arod. Yeah. But. but like I said, right there, four guys. You can't really consider them the goats as far as home run hitters, and if you do, right. I mean, look, I'm just going on baseball standards here. Of we don't count cheaters, so. Um, of course, that would make Pujols the goat of this generation. And, you know, he can retire happily with that um, title. Of course, assuming that he doesn't drug test before the end of the year and have steroids in his system. And oh, there goodness, I hope not. But let's face it, we're shifting out of a generation where we won't have another Albert Pujols. You know, because everyone's got to find something to make them perform better. And mm -hmm. I'm not saying everyone does PEDs. I'm saying we live in a scientific world where sometimes, you know, there are also mistakes made with uh, substances. Okay. Right. Um, of course, you know, 
if you're smart like Tom Brady or someone, you're checking with the league to be sure you can take it. But, again, I, I just want to say that Pujols will go down as the greatest of this generation as far as home run hitters are concerned. I just wanted to yeah. th throw that part in before I lost all the people saying Derek Cheater. You know, what about Derek Cheater? What about Mariano Rivera? What are you doing? <laughs> so, um, but let's move forward. Speaking of Derek Cheater and Mariano Rivera, they were in Cooperstown this week. And actually, Jason, we had a friend out in Cooperstown. We should have asked him to join us today to talk about that experience. He was there for the induction ceremony. And actually got to meet Mariano Rivera. And then who? Oh! You saw the Instagram right. post. We won't say his name. Yes, but, I did. Um, yeah, so, um, of course, a lot of people probably upset still that Mariano got unanimous before Derek Jeter. But, you know, I, I guess, mm -hmm. again... Um, what are your thoughts here that these two are first ballot, but Mariano Rivera was the unanimous over Derek Jeter? First unanimous, I should say, in the history of Cooperstown. Uh, I don't know. It just shows you who the fans like more than the other, I guess. One yeah, and two. Sports writers right At least, there. Uh, yeah, I guess so. And then, I guess I'm happy that Derek Derek Jeter got in. I don't know too much about Rivera, but I do know a little bit about yeah. Jeter, and I know that you know you're not a big Yankees fan at all in the stretch of the mind. And but you you I don't can't think either of us here help are. but admit. Yeah, you can't help but admit that Derek Jeter was a hell of a great player yeah. for the Yankees, and he just brought a different atmosphere and different mm -hmm. culture as a player for the New York Yankees and. You just can't help but admit that Derek Jeter was just the best of his time. So the man is just a class act and a great mm -hmm. player on on and off the field, and I think he deserves nothing more than being in Cooperstown, mm -hmm. getting the plaque. Boy, I'm gonna tell you right now. I I don't want to get cocky, but. I'm coming out swinging early. I mean, I came out swinging on Albert Pujols. Now I'm going to come out swinging on this story. So, um, <laughs> swinging for the fences nonetheless. So, personally, here's the thing. Mariano Rivera deserved to get into the Hall of Fame. There's no doubt about it. I don't think he deserved a unanimous decision necessarily. I mean, yes, he is the all-time leader in saves. He is the greatest save. He is basically the save king of MLB for all intents and purposes. Man, I'm going off the king right. title a lot today. But, um, <laughs> you know, Derek Jeter did so much more on the field, off the field. You know, he was on the field more than Mariano Rivera was at the end of the day. That's not even close. Okay. Um, that's why I think Jeter should have gotten the first unanimous in the history of Cooperstown. Um, of course, we right. had someone who decided that Derek Jeter wasn't good enough for the Hall of Fame. And whoever that voter is, I know they don't reveal names, but I could imagine you're probably a Boston reporter if you're hating that much. I hated Derek Jeter myself watching him play because that man beat up on my twins so many times in the playoffs. 
But I, I gotta respect him, honestly. I gotta respect everything he's accomplished. And, you know, after hearing his story, and I can't wait to see his E60 story that they're gonna do. I believe next year ESPN's going to have a special on it. Um, I can't wait to see it. Because I'm telling you, it's going to be... Bad. So everything I hear is it's going to be like The Last Dance. So, mm -hmm. again, something About to everything check out. Derek Jeter-wise? Yeah. I, I want to see it, honestly. Um, now, overall GOAT, he's the overall GOAT of this generation. And there's not even a close contest there. I agree. Um, moving forward here, um, Garrett Cole. This is a big one. Keep in mind, he is currently... One of the leaders in the Cy Young race. He has injured his hamstring on Tuesday night. I don't believe he's pitching tonight. Of course, um, I have the game on TV. Um, but he didn't pitch Saturday night. Um, you know, obviously the Toronto Blue Jays swept the Yankees. Um, they are now tied as of Saturday night. Of course, keep in mind the Yankees game is still going while we're recording. So, um, Jason, this is huge implications for the Yankees because they are second in the wild card, tied with the Blue Jays. Technically, the Blue Jays would be the wild card right now. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. Seems like it. Yeah. Seems like, you know, with him being out. It's going to really cause some havoc, you know, for the Yankees. means good things for the Blue Jays. Mm -hmm. means that now, like I guess they have a better chance of being able to, you know, get the win and mm -hmm. be able to be the wild card team. Of course, you know, with being a wild card team means that you only get that one game. You don't get that seven game series like you do for the other it's, it's... Um, rounds, mm -hmm. but doesn't mean that they're going to go very far. Who knows? They could be a one-and-done type of playoff team being that mm -hmm. wild card. You're saying... I'm not saying that the Blue Jays aren't on a great run. They're on a yeah. tremendous run right now. I think but... they've won like eight or nine straight. There's no doubt Vlad Guerrero is going to be in the MVP discussion with Shohei Otani. Um, there's no doubt those two will be in the conversation. Um... You know, here's the thing. The Blue Jays are slow up-and-comers, I think is a fair statement to make because a few weeks ago they weren't in this race or they weren't close to this race. And they've somehow gotten up there. Same with um, the Yankees. Um, they really weren't in this race. It was the Red Sox and someone else that was... I think it was the Red Sox and the Rays it might have been, but... Again, um, you know, this is going to be a flat-out battle. Um, the Yankees don't have the world's greatest bullpen right now, and of course, um, they've got... Sorry, I thought I saw an ejection. But, um, you know, they, of course, um, have a terrible bullpen. Um, Araldis Chapman is struggling deeply in that closing rotation. Um, which makes me wonder if the Yankees are going to buy him out this offseason. I think they should, you know, put um, Araldis Chapman out of his misery. Um, but needless to say, even if the Yankees get it, they're one and done. I, I don't foresee them um, staying in this battle. 
Um, of course, um, the other big news, um, as I mentioned, I have the Yankees game on my tablet right now as I'm <laughs> glancing over. Um, so, of course, yesterday was the uh, 20th anniversary of the attacks of 9-11. Um, MLB made we sure it, again. it was a priority to schedule the uh, Yankees and the uh, Mets facing each other. Sorry, an ad popped up on my computer, so I got a little distracted. Um, but, of course, um, big, big things here. Joe Torre and Bobby Valentine threw out the first pitch. Um, former Mets players were in the outfield with first responders that were active duty on the day of 9-11. Um, big, big for baseball to pay tribute, of course. Um, what are your thoughts here? I know you didn't get to see the uh, opening ceremonies there, but, you know. No, they, did a, they definitely did the right thing to do. Hmm. Um. It's cool that they are wearing uniforms and yeah. caps and stuff like that hmm. of, you know, paying tribute to 9-11. It's just, you know, sad. It's been 20 years. and yeah. I guess and, now you know, i got to ask, where country were you? country is still, where was I, I think, in school, honestly. Yeah. Um, keep in mind, you're, you're a year older than me. I was in kindergarten. You were in first grade. Any recollection of that day whatsoever? Absolutely not. <laughs> Wow, okay. Absolutely so, not. I um, cannot remember whatsoever about that day, honestly. Let's be fair. Of let's be fair. Of the hosts on this channel, of the personalities on Tinkle group in general, me and you are the elder statesmen, obviously. Um, yeah. in regards to age. So you and I would more than likely have the best recollection and we don't recollect anything from that day. But I will tell you that the last few days I've watched the CBS News broadcast. Um, I've watched CNN's coverage as well. Um, those are the ones that are on YouTube. So before you um, go political on me, those are the only two that are on YouTube of the day that it happened. And of course, um, you know, thoughts and prayers are always with those who were involved in that incident. And, you know, I, I just want to real quickly say, of course... Note that today is September 12th, 2021. Let's mm. go back 20 years ago and look at how united this country was then. I wish we could find that again today. I'm sorry, I don't get political on here, but I will just say I, I wish that was something we could find it's, today. Um, I was just honestly playing on my mind today, too. I was like, I kind of wish hmm. there was just some way that we could be a little bit united like the like it was. Not saying that... Yeah. And I'm never ever saying anything like don't have something like that, you know, yeah. in that standard. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like I just wish that there could be some, hmm. I guess, good event that brings everybody together. Usually yeah. it's football that brings everybody united, but it just feels like it's kind of getting hmm. further apart. But I will say, though, that sports was very instrumental in coming back from 9-11. In a way. Oh, yeah, of course. It was instrumental, especially the fact that New York City brought back sports. Keep in mind, New York City was the one that suffered greatly from this disaster. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
you know, thousands dead. Um, you've now got firefighters who have suffered the consequences of 9-11 um, health-wise, if not by their lives. And of course, um, so again, um, I think, you know, sports was very instrumental in the comeback from 9-11, especially in New York. Um, Piazza's home run against the Braves. Should I mention that from 2001? He hit a home run against the Braves to win the game back in 01. Talk about things that helped everyone bounce back, that rallied the world together in the sports world. It didn't matter that you were a Braves fan then. It didn't matter that you didn't like the Mets. To you, that I mean, that was, oh my gosh, you know, it's kind of like when Katrina hit and the Saints won the Super Bowl. Obviously, two different, two vastly different things, but same mm -hmm. sentiment, pretty much. And that's why that's why I love sports, honestly. So, seeing stuff like that, it all ties in. It does. Anyway, let's move on from this uh, stuff. Um, now, here's the stuff where we're gonna go uh, full throttle on. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah. Um. So Carson. Oh, yeah. So Carson Wentz, he will be... Keep in mind, when we went on break, of course, our last episode before we went on break, we weren't sure if Carson Wentz was going to start week one. You and I were both on the same boat of, we don't know what's going to happen here. And guess right. what? He's cleared. He's playing. No concerns. So I guess the big thing is, first off, was he brought back too soon? The, the the real question is how severe was this injury to begin with and how severe was it back then because it sounds like to me it wasn't as severe as they were plaguing it out to be hence why he's back 100% cleared I think cuz I, I thought this agree. was supposed to be I thought this was supposed to be like a 6 to 8 week injury that was going to plague him a bunch of games mm -hmm. to start the year and you listen to it, I'm like, was it like only supposed to be like a two to three week type of injury and then back by the start of the season? Because that's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like it was just he maybe like surgery. a minor my, a minor injury. And that, like, yeah, and mm -hmm. he, he might be brought back too soon. Time will only tell. If he goes out there and plays like complete mm -hmm. other uh, crap, yeah, then you can definitely make the effort to say, yeah, you got brought mm. back a little too early. But then if he goes out there and shines, mm. all Colts fans are going to be like, see, what what do we have to worry about? This is the Carson, this is the MVP type Carson Wentz we've been yeah. wanting to see. And and who's to say that he cannot ha can't have a great year in Indianapolis? I mean, he's got Frank Wright. Um, yeah, going up against Seattle might be the you know, one of the worst teams to have to go go up against in the terms of wanting to get a win week one. You know, that's a pretty yeah. tough matchup. <laughs> Russell Wilson and company yeah, are usually always the team you want to try yeah. to avoid. They, they always start out hot. That's the problem. Seattle is always a team that comes out of the gate strong. Yeah. Um, they always are. It's never a denial there. Um, I they think always so. start hot, fizzle out mid-season, mm -hmm. 
and then they end up doing well enough to get into the playoffs mm-hmm. is always what it seems yeah. like for Seattle. So, yeah, I would agree with that statement. I gotta say, though, keep in mind, obviously when he went out, it was a rough estimate because usually that's how long that injury takes to recover from. My guess is the doctors must have went in and said, this isn't as bad as we initially thought. He might not be out as long. So, of course, that's good news. Only thing I can think of. Because Jacob Eason wasn't ready to start. Let me put it that way. Um... No, I don't think not, so. Not week one and, against Seattle. And neither neither was um their other backup there. Yeah. So I mean don't don't get me wrong. I, I think that they mm-hmm. did alright in preseason, but again, preseason, pre-season work ain't nothing. like regular season work at all. You're gonna always find stars there that mm-hmm. just don't transition to regular season yeah. at all. Carson Wentz, at least, has done well in the regular season, enough to almost become an MVP before he got hurt. Now, yeah. will I you know, say that he can do well against Seattle? Time can only tell. Well, As I, of right now, the chances don't seem very likely. When we get to our picks, I will say, right now, I, I will say what I'm going to say about the Colts then. Um, but I will say... Okay. Again, when we make our predictions for the season, I'll come back to what I have to say about Carson Wentz and uh, the Colts. Um, but I will say... That's understandable. I, because I feel like this is more of a season prediction than what to expect week one from them. Um, yeah. But I will say there's potential. Um, I'll leave it at that as a little teaser. Potential. Um, of course, um, Tyrod Taylor was announced as the starter for the Texans and also announced on Friday, Deshaun Watson is a healthy scratch for the team. Um, that I believe is an indication that a deal is imminent. Yeah. It's all a matter of when. (laughs) Is it going to happen before the trade deadline? Is it going to be... Right at the trade trade deadline, that, that's the thing the that's season? gonna suck about these. That's what's gonna suck about these teams is like they're gonna be waiting and seeing if it, you know where he's gonna go, mm-hmm. and if Tyrod Taylor does start the whole year, then how mm-hmm. does it make re- Watson really feel? If Watson ends up being back up to Tyrod Taylor. For a lot of those games, of course, he's going to be like, he's going to go right into probably the mm-hmm. owner's GM's office and be like, I demand a trade immediately. Yeah. Well, I think. Trade they... me to whoever you got to do. If you got to mm-hmm. pull some strings, pull some strings. Mm-hmm. Get me the hell well, out of here. He's already done that. Um, I mean, he's already done that. I think the team's just at that point like, you know what? You don't want to be here. Fine. We're going to move forward as if you're not here. Um,. So that's why they went with Tyrod. I like it for Tyrod because Tyrod, the last few uh, stints that he's had, and that includes Buffalo, he's gotten the raw end of the deal. Um, yeah. You know, um, let's see, the fan base. They kind of get it more. Yeah. They kind of get it more in his favor this time. Seems a little interesting. Yeah. The only thing is, mm-hmm. I can only see him being a temporary option for the Texans. Mm-hmm. I think what might end up... Oh, I'm, I'm going to talk more about that a little bit 
later yeah, as yeah. we talk Save about predictions and stuff like that. But I, um, as far as Tyra yeah. Taylor having success, he's done it before. Why can't mm-hmm. he do it again? Yeah, but we'll the thing is, that, he's gotten. That, of course. The problem is, he just doesn't. <sighs> the problem is, he doesn't stay healthy. I think is what you're. Yeah, well, but last year was kind mm-hmm. of not his fault. Yeah, <laughs> but that's what I was going to get at, actually. Um, Bills Mafia essentially got rid of him. You can't even deny it. The coaches. Oh yeah. You know they got rid of him for Josh Allen, but yeah. If you think about it, in, in the way that. The progression of Josh Allen is gone. Yeah. So far, it's been playing in their and favor. So the I can't really talk about that too much. And here's the thing: I get that, but you got rid of a perfectly good quarterback. That was a huge gamble to begin with. Um, you know. Okay. First off, before I really, I, I, I actually have to cut you off me, right then and there because, yeah. <laughs> because as much as I want to admit that Tyrod was a big benefit benefactor of getting the Bills into the playoffs. LaShawn McCoy carried yeah. that offense. That's the main reason why Buffalo mm-hmm. got into the playoffs. Not from Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. For freaking LaShawn McCoy. But let's this is before it. he, you know, became Mr. Backup and then let me just back up and win two rings. Like, it doesn't even matter. But, but let's face so. it. For up till last season, and you can't even, I, I don't even think you can deny this. Up till last season, you went from a B minus quarterback to about a D minus quarterback in Josh Allen. This was before last season. Josh Allen was oh, well, yeah. without a doubt a D minus. He was looking like a bust. He was very well trending in that direction up till whatever got into him last season. And then, of course, um, you knew Tyrod was a B minus. He was just good enough to get by. Um, you know, just smart enough to make the plays. So, I mean, again, that's where I'm saying this was a huge gamble for the Bills to get rid of him. And then, of course, he goes to Cleveland. He knows he's not the franchise quarterback there. Now, granted, we knew that too. But he goes out and loses his job because of an injury. And then he goes mm-hmm. to L.A. where before Phillip Rivers was let go... Quarterbacks went there to die behind Phillip Rivers. Okay. It looked like the end of his career in at the Chargers right there because he was probably going to play. Assuming Phillip Rivers didn't get released, he was going to play two years right. for the Chargers, be gone, and be out of the league. Um, so then, of course, Phillip Rivers is gone, and he gets the starting job. Now, they draft a quarterback... He's in the same situation he was in in Cleveland. However, it was a man-made injury and not his own doing. So, makes you want to think if it was planned again. Even though I know I don't want to get into conspiracies here. (laughs) No, I I I know I don't either. But like, but I will say it worked out for the best. Yeah, regardless, Justin Herbert definitely. Did a very good job in his rookie year. Regardless of what Mr. CEO here might say, it worked out for the best. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, But, again, I I like this for Tyrod because he's entering here now. He's not guaranteed that someone behind him is going to take his job. Necessarily. 
Now, of course, if Deshaun Watson comes back, maybe, maybe I'm wrong here, but I don't think we're going to see Deshaun Watson suit up this year. I know this is getting into predictions, but let's face it, this is a gimme, okay? Um, I don't think so either. So, um, but he's entering a situation where there's no pressure. Just go out there, have fun. Let's get through the year. He might very well start all 17 games. I just Probably. I just want to throw that out there. I know this is predictions, but let's face it, this looks like a gimme right now. I want to give... Tyrod Taylor, the benefit of the doubt, I really do, but he's also in a situation where he only has Brandon Cooks as his top receiver yeah. and then nobody else. And he's got a coach. That's the only problem. And he's got a coach who was terrible with receivers in Kansas City. But let's let's digress here for now <laughs> on that. Um, of course, um, the other big news. Let's look at the rookie class right now. Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence will all make their first NFL starts in just a couple hours. Um, of course, um, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, they will be QB2s to start the season. Um, I guess of the three that are starting, for what seems like it will be the whole season, which one, which one of these threes do you see having the better rookie campaign? That's going to be like 2017. Dan Lambert. Um. Dan Lambert. Uh, I want to say Zach Wilson, only because he looks the most posed, drawing wise, and at least looked pretty good from preseason. I know you can't judge off of that. Um, Mac Jones seems like the kind of guy that New England has always wanted. They wanted another player that's going to be a, like a Brady-like player. Somebody that can stand in the pocket, throw the check downs downfield, and then also throw the little dinky little passes to the running backs and hope that they can get you most of your yardage because that's pretty much their whole offense. Trevor Lawrence, I want to say, is going to struggle his first year as a rookie. I think he's got a good amount of talent around him. Not saying that he doesn't have, you know, some of the greater guys, but I, I want to say Zach Wilson probably has the best chance to really do well in his rookie campaign. Yeah. Who will have more of the success? I think Mac Jones. Yeah. Mac Jones was... is more <laughs> poised to be succeeding long term than yeah. all the other two. I hate so to say it. You and I are you on can't the same put him page, in New England then. and not have him not succeed. Yeah. Here's the thing, you and I are on the same page. I think Zach Wilson, um, keep in mind, now I know this is the Jets, and I know I'm going to get a lot of laughs, and you and I are both going to get a lot of laughs for this, but this coaching staff, I think, has the potential to be different. I still think they're, fin you know, we'll make the predictions on where they finish in a bit, mm -hmm. but I will say they have potential. And again, I'm going to go back to that word. This is a big word today. Um, but Zach Wilson has two good receivers right now. He's got a good right. offensive mind in uh, Mike LaFleur, or Matt, La yeah, Mike LaFleur, I believe. Yeah, um, Mike. He's got Mike LaFleur, a good offensive mind out of the Shanahan system. He's right. got Robert Sala, who's going to build a good defense over there. 
So those two things, I think, combined, they make a good pair, or those three things make a great trio right there, I think. Um, but I think, you know, I'm not riding the whole Trevor Lawrence uh, train just yet. Something, I don't know, like, just the fact that, one, it's Jacksonville, Mm -hmm. And number two, it's just, it's Urban Meyer. We just, I mean, I'm already hearing bad stories out of Jacksonville to begin with. So. Like, what kind of bad stories I mean, out of Jacksonville? I'm already hearing that players don't like him. I'm already hearing that his coaching style is so dated and whatnot. I don't know. I'm just not hearing mm. good things out of the uh, Jacksonville camp. So... I, I mean, know. I I will admit that I think Trevor Lawrence, you know, he has probably one of the better arms of the three rookie quarterbacks. Yeah. Well, I, you know, will he have games where he can be like, you know, Joe Burrow before he got hurt? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think he can have 300 yard games to start <laughs> to start off. He might have to. I mean, <laughs> not nothing against James Robinson. Robinson had a great. Uh, season last year but the thing is like it's, I don't know I, I again um, as far as that last question yeah. when do we expect the Bears to move the fields it wouldn't let's, shock let's, me if it's week freaking one <laughs> let's, let's, let's add to this too um, when do we expect the 49ers to move to Trey Lance I want to say halfway into the season I want to say it's going to take an injury, and we know what Jimmy Garoppolo is very capable of doing. Getting hurt? Yep. It wouldn't shock me. Uh -huh. It really wouldn't shock me. But I will say, though, going back to the long-term thing, because I really didn't get my chance to explain it. I mean, Mac Jones, again, like you said, in the, in the best situation. Um, mm -hmm. he's, in the, he's in an offense built for his style of play. So... And again, just the fact that also I've been hearing like Mac Jones has been reading the defensive playbook. And not to mention he had to teach Cam Newton the offensive playbook. That just, really? that just tells me all I need to know about Mac Jones. He may not have he may not have a gold star A plus season this year, but give it two, three years. He might just be like a Josh Allen in a way. I'm going to just throw that out there. Don't be surprised if he's like a Josh Allen. He struggles his first few years, and then that's when he starts cranking it up. What it sounds like to me is he has some football smarts, and that's not a bad thing to have, to know, yeah. you know, the offensive playbook and a defensive playbook. It just means that you know how to go up against mm -hmm. your defense, and you can use that to your advantage going up against other defenses. It just means that he... And, and, and don't be shocked if he ends up being like a Peyton Manning or Eli Manning or yeah. one of those like older type of players that would be really good at reading defenses. Don't be shocked if he comes out of the gate and probably in this rookie season and he just already knows how to read defenses very well. Yeah. And I will say if, me as a mm -hmm. me as a Bills fan, yeah. I'm kind of scared about this year in this division. Yeah. It, it might be a toss up. There might be some surprising teams out of that division that might shock me mm -hmm. now but um i will say that patrick just before we go to break i do want to say patrick mahomes is forcing quarterbacks to be smarter okay 
I think that's a yeah. bold take to put out there. I know we're going to do bold takes in a few minutes, but um, Patrick Mahomes <laughs> is forcing quarterbacks to be smarter. You can take it or leave it with that comment, but you know it's true at the end of the day. Right. Um, but anyway, that said, let's go to our, uh, for the first time in a month, an anchor break. Um, when we come back, we're going to have our NFL season predictions. We'll predict where where teams will finish in their division. We're not going to predict records. So um, we're just going to predict the order, the finishing order of each division. Um, we will then do our bold takes to start the season. Um, odds at the Super Bowl. We'll also make our week one game predictions. And we have Tinkle on this. That's all coming your way in just a minute when we return here with the season premiere of Tinkle Sports Talk. All right, welcome back. I just want to say before we start, you notice there's a red light on in the background. I completely forgot to turn that light on when we started. Um, I was going to have it on the whole show for uh, the uh, 9-11 um, weekend, um, of course, to commemorate the firefighters and whatnot. It's up now. Um, my apologies, especially to Zach, because Zach Carmian is a big-time firefighter supporter and actually wants to be one. So, I know, I'm probably apologizing for nothing, but um, just thought I'd throw that out there. <laughs> um, anyway, let's get going. Division standings. We're going to predict the finishing order of each division. Um, I'll let Jason start with the, uh, NFC or the AFC East, and then I'll make my prediction with each division as well, or with, uh, that divi well, with that division, I should say. Honestly, I want to say it might just end up being the same as it was last year with, um, Buffalo, you know, leading the division and winning. I think the Dolphins are good enough to be second again. I think the Patriots are going to edge the Jets just slightly. Hmm. And I think the Jets are going to be last, but hmm. not by much. I think the Patriots hmm. and Jets might be very closer than yeah. we might think. But I think the Patriots got the hmm. edge over the Jets just because of the team that they have around hmm. them compared to the Jets. Not saying that the Jets don't have a bad team around them. I just think that it's Buffalo's division to lose until another team comes up and yeah. dethrones them. I don't... Could it be the Dolphins? Yeah. It could be. Who knows? See, I don't foresee anyone really being close to the Bills. I mean, like, as far in regards to close, I mean within three games. I don't see anyone in that division being within three games of the Bills. That said, I'm going to go Bills, but I'm going to change from you. I'm going to say the Patriots will be number two in this hmm. division. But I think it'll be because of a tiebreaker, and the Dolphins will be third, Jets will be fourth. But again, I think second through fourth in that division is going to be a lot closer than people think it's going to be. Oh, yeah, I think um, so, too. First, first is going to be a runaway, but second, third, fourth, they're going to be probably within two, three games of each other. 
maybe even tied in some cases. Um, let's move on to the AFC West here. Um, so I'm probably going to change this order, definitely. Um, unfortunately, Kansas City Chiefs, I see being the top. But instead of the, the Raiders being second, I see the Chargers being second. I see the Raiders being third. And I hate to say it, I still see the Broncos being last. Yeah, you hate to see it. No. Bridgewater might definitely be might be better than Drew Locke in a sense. But they still don't have that, that team like they did back in like 2015. Era with Peyton Manning, they just don't. They don't have that team like they did when they first got him. Um, the AFC West is. I, I hate to say it, the Chiefs division until otherwise. I do think that the Chargers could eventually could actually be a playoff to, team this year. Like hmm. definitely a wild card team, yeah. but. Um. Chiefs, I hate to say it, are going to be your division, are going to be your ASC West division champions for, you know, the, mm -hmm. I don't, don't want to say for the foreseeable mm -hmm. future, but at least for a good amount of time yeah. for now, until, until, you know, the money mm -hmm. starts becoming too much of a factor for the Chiefs and then they I'd lose I'd give it another year or two <laughs> for the money. I will say that. I give it another year or two before the money really becomes an issue. Um, of course, keep in mind, Brady all these years has been successful because he's taken pay cuts. I mean, not. I mean, he never signed lucrative contracts. Just thought I'd throw that out there for all the mm -hmm. Mahomes. Um, but that said, um, the Chiefs are winning the AFC West. I don't think it'll be that close... However, I will say that I think the Chargers take one game against the Chiefs. They will take one. Wouldn't shock me. Um, Chargers will finish second. Raiders will finish third. Broncos fourth. I'm agreeing with you here. And I'm going to say this too, that I would not be surprised if at the end of the year, the Raiders and the Broncos both fire their head coaches. Yeah, they wouldn't shock me. But, um, I'll uh, say if the Raiders do yeah, but, miss playoffs mm -hmm. for what the almost a fifth but, consecutive year in a row. Yeah, but I will save my reasoning for it when we get to our bold predictions because I have a little bit okay. of a reason why. Um, That's just, fine. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but um, no, you're good. Anyway, AFC North. Now, of course, um, that is the Ravens, Bengals, Browns, Steelers division there. Um, what do you think here? Okay, so I honestly think that the Browns are going to win that division this year. Hmm. I, I honestly was shocked that they didn't last year because they were so close to being, you know, the division leader and winning. Hmm. This might honestly shock you, this order. But I'm going to say the Browns, the Steelers, the Bengals, and I think the Ravens are going to be last because of their injury problems. Hmm. I think because of all those injuries to their running backs, they're going to, A, have to throw it more 
with Lamar Jackson, and teams are going to be able to find a way to stop him. And I think that's why I think that's why I think yeah. that they're going to be last in the division because they just don't have any really good running backs. They got a guy that's heading into their first season as a starter, like first ever time starting. Yeah, and I just think that him. And then Le'Veon Bell basically being the backup, and then also the other running back that they signed yeah. there. Like, their situation is really bad. Then they also lost, uh, I think they lost Marcus Peters or something mm-hmm. like that for the, the season two. So, you lost three of your top running backs. Mm-hmm. You also lost a key benefactor of your defense. It just, mm-hmm. your, their situation doesn't look that, that good at all. dismal at best. Um, so... I'm going to go Browns, Steelers. Obviously, I'm going to agree with you there, but I, I worry about the Browns having too much pressure on them now um, because of that run last season. Um, but I'm going to switch with you, though. I'm going to say Ravens third, Bengals fourth because something tells me that, although while I think it's going to be close, and I wouldn't be shocked if one or two teams steal a wild card in this division. Um, so, um, but again, something just tells me the Ravens will have it figured out. I don't. I do have faith in John Harbaugh. I think he's got something up his sleeve, regardless of the injuries that have been tossed his way. Um, mm-hmm. The only thing I worry about with the Browns is with Odell back in the locker room is this hurting them in a way because they really didn't look that great when Odell was on the field. So, just thought I'd throw that Yeah, but how much of that was also him not being 100% healthy too? I mean... But can I just also take a shot at Vegas real quick? I read somewhere, I think it was uh, the Today Show with Steve Kornacki there, he had said the Ravens have the fourth best odds to make the Super Bowl in the AFC. Um, I'm going to channel my inner uh, Stephen A. Smith here. I'm just going to just shout this. Probably going to wake people up here. Lay off the weed! <laughs> I hope I didn't hear, um, I hope I didn't uh, hurt people's ears saying that. But lay off the weed. Yes. Oh my gosh. Um, Anyway, AFC South is the next one. Um, I'll let you lead that off again. This is going to be an interesting interesting topic. Uh, But I I do still think the Tennessee Titans will win the division. (laughs) I think they still have that team that can. I think the Colts will still be second. But I honestly think that the Colts can still make playoffs like they did last year. I'm going to switch. Uh, I'm going to say Jacksonville in third and Houston dead last. I, I think Houston is poised to being like probably the same record that the Jacksonville Jaguars had last year, if not winning a game at all. So, um, yeah. It wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me if Houston literally goes 0 and 17 this year. Honestly, I'm just gonna hate. I'm just gonna throw That's that right I'm out there. That's gonna call blasphemy. That's where I'm gonna call blasphemy now. Um, I'm just going to tell you, while I agree with you, the Titans, the Colts, Jags, Texans, I think that's going to be the order. 
I'm calling blasphemy on the fact that you just said the Titans are going or the Texans are going 0 17. I think they are going to be the number one pick at the end of this. But I will tell you that I think Tyrod is going to surprise people. I I think he's going to surprise people. I think they're going to win at least a couple games this year. Um, maybe even, quite frankly, I wouldn't. What would really say what would really tell me that they overachieved is if they even come close to the Jaguars, um, let alone tie them in the division. I think that's an overachiever right, right there. Um, I think that would say speak volumes right there for the Texans. Um, but I will say I, I just don't know if the Colts are going to get a wild card. My biggest concern is what Carson Wentz are they getting? Are they getting the one that had a near MVP year with Frank Reich as the offensive coordinator? Or are they getting a Carson Wentz that has been battered by injuries and likely looking like an RG3? Only time could tell. I want to say probably at first he can end up being like, um, you know, his battered bruised self, but then eventually go into being like MVP-like form. Keep keep in mind, too, this is a team that's rumored to be dealing for Nick Foles eventually. I don't know if that's true or not, but I'm just going to throw that out there because that's obviously been in the news the last few weeks. Well, I mean, if the whole Carson Wentz uh, plan or situation doesn't work for them, then he can definitely be in the plans for, for them, you know, yeah. getting Nick Foles. So then, here we go. NFC least, and we can already add one L to that because the Cowboys already did us a favor and took the first L of the season <laughs> in that division. I know. Um, so we've got the Giants, oh, the Eagles, the Washington football team, and the Cowboys. See, I've been telling a lot of people about this. It's a toss-up. I, I honestly think that it could go either way. Like, last year, it, it basically could it went either way. He almost had three teams that could have easily been in discussion for the win the division last year. It ended up being the Washington football team. This year, it wouldn't shock me if it still was the Washington football team. But I think I'm going to ch change the order between the Giants and the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys are going to be second mm -hmm. in that division. Uh, I think that, you know, Giants are going to be third, and I think Philadelphia is still going to be last. Just because, I, I mean, getting going after Devontae Smith was, was a great move for them. You have a true number one receiver. I just don't think they did enough they become a better team than they were from last year yeah. and all. So, defense speaks volumes. I'm going to just say that to start off. Defense speaks volumes. The football team has the best defense in this division. And that said, mm -hmm. I'm going to take Washington just on the fact that they have a subpar offense and a pretty damn good defense. On the flip, you've got the Cowboys who've got a pretty damn good offense and they showed it on Thursday night against oh, a yeah, really good against a really good Tampa Bay defense. Um mm -hmm. so I'm just going to say this again will be a week 18 decider. 
it's going to be between these two teams. Um, so Washington and Dallas. I wouldn't even be surprised if the Eagles take third, but I'm going to put the Giants third, Eagles fourth. Um, I will say, though, that they are going to be four teams under a blanket again. Um, and I'm actually going to make this prediction because, man, Dak looked phenomenal against a good defense that mm-hmm. it would not shock me if Dak gets MVP votes. Oh, it wouldn't. It wouldn't shock me. He may be I fifth, mean, but he's going to get votes. Because look at what he did last year. He was averaging 450 yards a yeah. game before he got hurt. Don't be shocked if he ends up averaging 400 yards a game this yeah. season. Do I think that he should be throwing almost 60 times a game? Hell no, but <laughs> if it means he can get close to challenging teams like the Bucks, then <laughs> you got to do it. Yeah, so, of course, what I will say, though, is that Dak looked really good, Um, and this is a rare time that I agree with Skip Bayless on this, Um, but I'm just waiting for the Dallas downfall, because you know that's going to happen. Even if they do get Mm -hmm. off to a hot start, you know the Dallas downfall is coming. Um but I don't think they're going to get a wild card. And I will tell you another thing. Man, I don't know if it was... I mean, that Dallas offense looked the most creative I have seen under a Mike McCarthy coach team. Okay. I mean, legit, it looked like something Mike McCarthy couldn't have drawn himself because we know Mike McCarthy draws his playbook on the backside of a coloring book. Okay, that, right. <laughs> that said, I could sneeze a better playbook than Mike McCarthy could. And I will tell you something, Kellen Moore is going to be in this head coaching discussion after this season if this offense keeps rolling like this. Right. Not for the Cowboys necessarily, but for another team possibly. Um, but anyway, let's move forward. This is going to be probably the toughest division we have to predict. The NFC West. Yeah, I would happen to say so. Um, I still think it'll be the, the, the Seahawks winning it. Mm-hmm. I'm honestly going to make this bold prediction. I think... The Cardinals are going to be second oh, in that playoffs over the Rams. There it is. Over the Rams. I hate when... Okay, I'm going to rant a little bit. I hate when analysts say that the Rams are going to make the play, the Super Bowl and win it. First <laughs> off, Matthew Stafford, yeah, he's better uh. option than Jared Goff. But let me tell you something. Matthew Stafford is just another fucking... Is mm-hmm. just another... Bum quarterback that's just going to find it, uh, every way to suck for the freaking Rams like he did with the is, Lions. Is this your lay off the weed moment? Yeah, lay off the damn weed. And let's, like, the Rams aren't getting to the Super Bowl. Just, just, just admit it. Just, 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 just admit it. Yeah, look. Matthew Stafford ain't no damn God, alright? Okay, 
Well, I do agree with you there. If Matt Stafford, this again, I'm making this prediction, assuming Matt Stafford stays healthy, and you're gonna you're gonna love this. I'm picking the Rams to win this division. But let me explain myself as to why it is before we jump the gun. Russell Wilson has to go up against J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones twice a year with no offensive Mm -hmm. line. He's got to go up against Aaron Donald, the one-man marching band, twice a year. He's got to go up against Nick Bosa twice a year. And Nick Bosa is stronger than his brother in some cases. That said, he has no offensive line. It doesn't matter that he has Metcalf and Lockett, okay? It doesn't matter that he has Chris Carson in the backfield. The point of the matter is he doesn't have an offensive line that's going to protect him. I expect him to be on his rear end a lot. He's going to be the most sacked quarterback at the end of the year. That's why I'm going to take the Rams because they have the best offense in that division as well as a pretty good defense. So, Rams... I mean, don't... Don't get me wrong. I, I I think that the Rams will be will be good, but I just don't think they're going to get into the Super Bowl at all. No, no I don't think. I'm not saying they're Super Bowl bound. I'm just saying that they're going to win the division. Now that said, yeah, I mean. Now that said, I'm going to say Seahawks second, and then I'm going to say four or Cardinals third, 49ers fourth. But I'm going to make this other pr- bold prediction, and you're going to love this. Now, Houdat Nation might not love my pick, but all three NFC West, or all four NFC West teams will make the playoffs. That's my prediction. You heard oh, it here. Wow. All four are getting in this season. I don't know if I have ever saw a whole entire division getting into the playoffs before in my lifetime. There's only, keep I mean, in mind, there's only been two seasons so far that's been allowed. And now, that was last season and this season, it's going to happen. Mark my words, the whole NFC West is going to be in the playoffs. It, it, honestly, it wouldn't shock me. I can see it. I really can. But the yeah. problem is, the only thing is that I think will plague San Fran. I think injuries will plague them getting out I don't out think that's going playoffs. to matter. You would be surprised. I don't think that's going to matter. I I think even if Trey Lance starts, Trey Lance is the exact quarterback that Kyle Shanahan can Fits work in with. in that offense, yeah. Yeah. So even if, even if Jimmy G slides in, I think it's going to be another Alex Smith, Colin Kaepernick type situation where he's going to come in, he's going to be the hot hand, and chances are they're going to have to stick with him. So Yeah, true. <laughs> um, anyway, let's move forward here. The NFC North, the Bears, the Lions, Packers, Vikings. Can I just say before I let you pick here um, that these people that voted on the NFL on Fox poll, y'all are stupid. Let me put that, let me put it that way. They did not ask you who was going to finish in the basement of the NFC North. They asked you who was going to win the division. Y'all are flat out stupid. Okay. <laughs> you all are flat out stupid. Yes, I'm calling out the city of Detroit. Y'all don't have a brain, okay? <laughs> there, you heard it here first. I'll let you make your pick now. Um. All right. Well, just like I said with um, 
the AFC East, it's basically the Packers division to lose. Mm-hmm. But it's also their division to dominate basically every year because they're just mm-hmm. that damn good of a team. I hate to say it. Um, actually, I take that back. I don't hate to say it. I actually love to say it that they're not that damn dominant mm-hmm. in NFC North. Um, now, I will say I do think that the order will be the Packers, the Vikings, the Lions, and I think the Bears are going to be last. What? Oh my gosh! I'm... Only because I think, and 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 here's my reasoning for it. I think Dalton's gonna absolutely suck, and then Trey Lance is gonna get into that situation and suck even worse. <laughs> Trey Lance, you mean uh, Justin Fields? Uh, yeah, yeah, Justin Fields. I I think Justin Fields is gonna be just that like no. preseason hero, and then get into the regular season and find out that defenses are just gonna have his number. Okay. And they're going to be a hell of a lot fa- more fast-paced. Now, let me ask you, what have you been smoking? Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just have to ask that. So, I'm picking the Packers, Vikings, Bears, Lions in that order. Lions will battle for the first pick in the draft. That's my prediction right there. Um... Just because they don't have receivers, I don't think Jared Goff's going to be as flashy as he was in L.A. Um, so that's the pick. Um, now to the NFC South, the Champa Bay Buccaneers in that division with the Saints, Falcons, and Packers. Or Panthers, my mistake. Um, Jason, what do you think here? So... I'm honestly thinking it's going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers actually running it this year, mm-hmm. other than the the Saints. Um, this was a tough one. I I want to say the Saints might be second. I think Jameis Winston might shock a lot of people, mm-hmm. but don't be shocked if Jameis Winston gets benched for Taysom Hill. Don't be to shocked be honest. this is an ongoing quarterback controversy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I, I want to say Bucks, Saints. I want to say the, the Falcons a little over the Carolina Panthers in the sense that I think Kyle Pitts is the tight end and the player that the Falcons have needed for quite some time. So I think he might actually help that offense just a tad bit more than what they've had. I think the Carolina Panthers with Sam Darnold, I think they're going to be last. Just because Sam Darnold isn't that good of a quarterback, and he's going to prove it with the Carolina Panthers. So, I'm going to go Bucks then Saints. Now, I do believe that the Saints will be in this battle for the wild card, but of course, because I've already made my prediction that the NFC West is stealing the wild card race. Um, I think they're going to miss playoffs. I do think, though, Jameis Winston will have a 5,000-yard season, though. Again, 17 games, it's going to be very easy to get... Um, you know, with uh, 17 games, it's going to be very easy to get to 5,000 yards. So, that said, um, I think that's going to happen. I'm going to go Panthers than Falcons because... I don't know. I think losing Julio Jones hurts the Falcons. 
I just don't think Kyle Pitts is going to be good out of the gates. We'll have to see, of course. And then, of course, Ridley is going to be double teamed every week. Well, yeah, Ridley. But so, I, I, um, see, that's why I said the Falcons. I, I think that Kyle Pitts can probably be that tight end like um, Tony Gonzalez that they've so, been missing, honestly. Yeah. So with that, let's go on to the bold takes. Um, I'll let you make your first bold. We'll just make a couple because we're already running over on time here. Um, what's um, your bold take here? I think Josh Allen is going to win MVP. Mm. I really do think that... Hmm. Let me see the teams again. I really do think that... The... I really do think that um, the Bengals might be a shocking team because Burrow was just doing very well before he got hurt. I think the Bengals might be that shocking team. And honestly, I'm going to make this poll prediction of who wins the coach of the year. Don't be shocked if it's like Robert Sala for turning around the Jets organization from mm. one of the worst teams in the NFL to a credible, credible team that could honestly could be potentially fighting for a wild card spot in the AFC. Okay, all right. I mean, I think give it a year or two for that, but I wouldn't be shocked either. Um, so my bold prediction, I'm going to start off by going with the coach's hot seat. Vic Fangio, John Gruden, Zach, um, I forget what his name is out in, uh, Cincinnati now. Um, I believe it's Zach oh, Taylor. Oh, Zach Taylor. Yeah. Zach Taylor, Urban Meyer, Mike McCarthy. Five coaches guaranteed on the hot seat this season. Okay. So you really do think that Urban Meyer and t- yep. coming off of yep. season one is already going to be on the hot seat? Oh, yeah. If the reports are true out of Jacksonville, he's on the hot seat. Plain and simple. Actually, let me change that to Matt Nagy. Um, correction. Let me change that to Matt Nagy. So Urban Meyer will be the sixth one on the hot seat because I think he's the least likely to get fired. But Vic Fangio, John Gruden... They're going to be gone at the end of the year. Mark my words. Oh, I agree. If the, I agree. If if the Raiders do not make playoffs, he will be gone. I called it last year. You saw the text. You and Austin called me crazy when I said that the Raiders were a fluke for being a winning team. You all mm-hmm. called me crazy. But what happened last year, midseason? I, I can give you a little hint on camera. Not gonna lie, I thought I, I honestly thought that they were close to they were going to. I think weren't they like last year? Like they started off pretty decent and then they just fell off. They fell off. Exactly what happened. Um, but like I said, that's my prediction. Right, that's my bold prediction. John Gruden, they will eat his money at the end of the year if he doesn't make the playoffs. Because, and let's face it. Derek Carr has never been an elite quarterback in this league. He's never been a franchise quarterback. 
I'm sorry, Raiders fans. I'm a Chargers fan. I know I'm probably being biased, but it's true. And if the Bills fan next to me can admit it, then you know it's true. Um, and I, so, I, I'm going to say this now. He's almost as, bunch, as much of a bum as his freaking brother yeah. was. And can I, can I also say this other bold prediction as well? The Cleveland Browns will be a team to be reckoned with when it comes to Kansas City, Tennessee, and Buffalo in the playoffs. I think so too, okay. because they were already a team to reckon with last yeah. year. I honestly thought they they were this close. And when I mean this mm-hmm. close, they were this close to beating yeah. the Chiefs last year. Yes, I understand it was not Mahomes towards the end. But even when Mahomes was out there, they still had a slim chance of beating yeah. them. Yeah, you know, they kind of messed up towards the mm-hmm. end that got them the loss. But they were this close. Yeah. What is to say that they can't knock them out this year? And and another per- And honestly, it yeah. wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if it is Buffalo against the Browns in the ASC championship game. It wouldn't shock me. Okay. Another prediction here. Chiefs are taking a slide this year. It's not gonna be fifteen and two. It's not gonna be fourteen and three. I'm saying thirteen and four. At best. <laughs> Okay, here's the thing. They got exposed in that Super Bowl. You can call me, because I'm a Chargers fan, you can call me a Mahomes hater, but he got exposed. There's no amount of studying Mahomes can do to overcome what Mm -hmm. that Tampa Bay defense did to him. They flat out ruined his life, okay? He has no (laughs) offensive line this year, by the way. I'm pretty sure he has no offensive line. They lost Eric Fisher this offseason. They lost another guy, too, um, because Tyree Kill didn't want to take a pay cut. Um, So I'm telling you, not only do I think Mahomes, uh, not only do I think his production goes, I don't think his production is going to take as much of a dive as the record will. Yeah. Um, So I will say that. I do think he's going to work his magic. I want to be clear on that. I do still think they're going to win the division. I still do think that they are the team to be... Well, I actually, let me make my final bold prediction here. You're wearing the right hat for this one. The Bills are the mm-hmm. team to run it back in the AFC this year. That's my prediction. Bills Mafia, break a table for me. <laughs> oh, I'm sure there will be a few broken tables tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> Um, you'll see it first. I mean, today, you're on the way to Buffalo as we're premiering right now. Well, as we're, we're yes, <laughs> today. Don't be shocked if I, you know, see is, a couple broken tables. Is Marty going to be one of the ones going through the table? He might have to if he's uh, uh, not behaving himself. I know, I, know we're, I know we're on air, but I asked your brother earlier, and let me just take a quick, like, 30-second here. Um, I asked your brother. So if the Steelers win, I told him oh, you should. I, heard about I told him you should have to wear the Bumblebee jersey next show. And then <laughs> if he wins, or if the Bills win, he should have to wear the Bills Mafia jersey on the next episode of No Final Bell. Yeah, so, <laughs> which I heard it, about that. And I'm like, I told him I'm fine with that. Honestly. Okay, I'm okay. totally fine with that. <laughs> you heard it here, guys. That's the bet. So, um, anyway, now that I've made the bold predictions, who do you think runs the NFC and the AFC? 
Uh, AFC. I want to say it's going to be the Bills this year. I think you're, you're right about the Chiefs. I think they're going to slide. NFC. I want to say. I want to say this. I think it's going to be the Packers only because Aaron Rodgers has something to prove this year. Mm-hmm. And I know the last few years he's missed out. He's missed out. I think that this year with getting Randall Cobb is something that's going to change the Packers. I know yeah. one player. Oh, how is one player going to change the offense? Trust me, mm-hmm. it's going to change the offense more than you think it will. Yep. Just because he's going to go out there and he's going to be on a revenge tour. That so, dude is chiller than chill. He, he's going to be yeah. slinging the ball like he always does. And I think this time he's going to get the advantage over the Bucks. And I think the Packers, it wouldn't shock me if it's a Packers Bill Super Bowl. It's a Super Bowl I've been mm-hmm. wanting to see my whole life. Will I be at the crossroads if it happens? Hell yeah, mm-hmm. I will be. But it'd be a Super Bowl I would be willing to freaking see and spend yeah. money on. So. I'm sticking to script here, and I'm just going to say it's going to be the Bucks in the NFC. Um, I, I just, I you know, look, they did have a very slow start against um, the Cowboys. They allowed Dak to run <laughs> over them. But let's face it, I think everybody kind of slept on Dak week one. I, I I just don't know what to, to say other than I think teams slept on Dak week one. And that's why Dak went off as much as he did. They probably thought, he's coming off of a shoulder injury. He's coming off of an ankle injury. Don't expect him to do much production. Focus more on Zeke. And I think that's what we saw. Keep in mind, the Bucks started out slow last year. And look at what happened. Right. Okay. Now they've got all 22 starters from last year. Something that's been rarely done in the Super Bowl era. And I'm telling you another thing. I wouldn't be shocked if they get the number one seed in the NFC. Um, now, yeah, it was not me either. As, as far as the AFC goes, um, I know I already said the Bills run the AFC this year. I want to be clear when I said that the uh, Chiefs were going on a downward slide. I didn't mean they were going to go fully down. I mean like they're gonna lose maybe a game or two more than they're used to losing. Um. So that I just want to clarify for the record books. Um, and that said, um, I wouldn't be shocked. You're saying I wouldn't be shocked if Tennessee is a player. Um, I think Tennessee and Buffalo have the best chances of beating Kansas City. And frankly, I wouldn't be shocked if Cleveland has a chance at upsetting them. But I will tell you, I think Cleveland is the underdog team. I know dog pound, very punny, um, but yeah, <laughs> um, they are the underdog team in the AFC, and they are the big-time right. dark horse. Mark my words on that. But with that, let's go on to the week one predictions. Let's start off with the uh, Eagles and the Falcons. Atlanta has a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Sorry, I like zoned out. What were the two teams again? So, (laughs) Eagles and Falcons, Atlanta three and a half favorite. Who are you taking? Um, So, it was Atlanta and, gosh. Philly. All right. Come on, wake up here. (laughs) 
Atlanta, Philly. Um, I want to say the Philadelphia Eagles are going to slightly edge the Atlanta Hawks. Or Atlanta Falcons here. Not the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. Jesus. All right. We're getting um, tired here, I guess. But <laughs> Yeah, dude. I'm... <laughs> um, yeah. So... Then of course I'm gonna take the, I'm gonna take the Eagles. You said the Eagles as well, right? Yeah, I said the All Eagles. Right, we're on the same boat then. I think the Eagles are going to win that game as well. Um, so now here's the one that where all bets are on the line: the Steelers and the Bills. Bills are a six and a half point favorite. Oh wow! <laughs> uh yeah, I want to go with my Bills. Uh, Buffalo has had the Pittsburgh Steelers number the last few times that they played up against them. And who's to say it's going to be any different come uh, shortly today? <laughs> yeah. I just want to say that I'm going to, t as much as I want to take the Steelers, because I think it would be funny just to have you wear a Bumblebee jersey. <laughs> I, I, I got to be rational here. I'm taking the Bills. <laughs> So, um, now moving forward here, we got the Vikings and the Bengals. Minnesota is the three-point favorite and the spread. Um, I want to say it's going to be the Vikings, only because they have two of the better players on the offense, Justin Jefferson and um, Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen and also Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Yeah, trifecta there of... Um, mm players yeah it's just just gonna overpower the cincinnati Bengals. the yeah. Bengals don't really have that good of a team they don't have a good defense like they once did yeah. back in the day with Monte's perfect oh, even though i know he's done some interesting oh, stuff i just think that vikings have the edge can i point out that if you change your mind on wanting to go to the bills game because I'm looking at this. It says tickets as low as 133 bucks for the Steelers Bills. Tickets as low as 23 bucks for the Bengals and the Vikings out in Paul Brown Stadium. No, <laughs> no way. That's, <laughs> so um, that's hilarious. But yeah, I'm gonna take the Vikings. But I think it's going to be one of the closest games of the week. Um. Anyway, 49ers Lions. San Fran eight and a half favorite here i mean is this is this even a question san fran like yeah. san fran by far san... this has the better team overall you don't know what jared goss gonna do outside of la yeah. san fran just has a better overall team it sucks that hmm. they come off of a super bowl appearance of this absolutely crap the bed basically yep san fran not even close this will be a blowout Mark my words. Um, it will shock me. Cardinals, Titans, Titans, three-point favorites. This one's going to be a lot closer than... It wouldn't shock me if it's within three. I think it's going to be a really close back-and-forth game. I honestly think it's going to be something that might come off of a game winner. Hmm. As far as who's going to win... I want to say I'm going to give the slight edge to the Tennessee Titans or the Arizona mm. Cardinals. You know, I was thinking... Um, I also make this prediction. I think Julio Jones is going to shock a lot of people and go off I think Tannehill's production, by the way, 
Um, but yeah, I'm gonna, I was leaning toward the Cardinals, but I think they're going to struggle out of the gates without the leadership of Larry Fitzgerald. So <laughs> I think Titans, the ground and pound game works for them. Um, Seahawks and Colts, Seahawks three point favorites. I, I want to say the Seahawks only because, mm. yeah, I know that they'll have offensive line. They had to go up against Darius Leonard and company. But yeah. the thing is, just Russell Wilson just knows how to get it done. Mm. Yeah, I know he doesn't have offensive line, but he just knows how to get it done on yeah. the offense. So it just sucks that he's never been an MVP. Mm-hmm. He was on track to be the MVP last year, should I note. Um, but I'm going to lean toward the Seahawks. Something just tells me Carson Wentz with no preseason snaps. It's not going to be pretty. Um, I think they get off to a slow start, but I think the def- I think it's going to be a low scorer, honestly, just because the defenses are going to be so big in this game. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm going to take the Seahawks. I guarantee you no team is going to score over 20 in that game. Um, here we go. L.A. Chargers, the Washington football team. Uh, Washington, a one-point favorite. Okay. Now, now I know this is what we've been smoking. I've been, I'm not smoking. Saying, Jesus. <laughs> what have we been smoking? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what have those analysts been smoking? How do they think that the Washington football team is going to head the edge over the, over the Chargers? I think it's going to be the other way around. I think the Chargers got the advantage over the Washington football team. I... I re- is it think that you know Herbert's gonna come out to your two guns a blazing? Is it bad that you and I actually disagree on this one? I'm gonna go football team. The defense is wow. good. No, no, but hear me out. First off, Eckler's probably going to be limited in that game. Okay, the hamstring has already become an issue. Herbert Allen, Derwin James, Eckler have all not played in the preseason. So now you've got a rookie, or you got a second-year quarterback with some rust on him. So I think it's going to take a few games for them to get the chemistry up, and I think they're going to take a very early season L. Um, anyway, Jets and Panthers. How about a matchup for uh, Sam Darnold versus his old team? And guess what? He's got a four-point favorite. Honestly, I've been saying this along. This is the one time where I think Carolina is just going to look very good and be different than what I think they'll be for the rest of the year. But I honestly think that Carolina, I think Sam Darnold is just going to want to go out there and put an onslaught on this former team. I want to give the advantage to the Carolina Panthers in that sense that, you know, you get a healthy Christian McCaffrey back. You got a Darnold that wants revenge. <laughs> yeah. I just, I honestly see Carolina just onsliding the Jets. Hmm. Not saying that Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson hmm. will probably do very well in his debut. But the thing is, like, you better watch out because you're going up against a player who used to play for that team. And they got rid of you. Yeah. yeah. Rid of him for you. So don't be shocked. Don't be shocked if Darnold just ends up having, like, a 300 
three or four touchdown type of game against this former team. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to lean with the uh, Panthers here. I think I'm going to agree with you there. Um, I think, again, the Jets are going to be okay, but I think it's going to be a slow start for them. Um, anyway, we move on down. Jaguars-Texans. Um, Jags are three-point favorites. This is this is a tough game that I have to choose a winner for. Honestly, I I I really do think that Jacksonville can, but something tells me that it might just be Houston. But you know what? I, I I'll you know I'll I'll give the the edge to Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville. Hmm. Will I? I just think that you know nothing against Tyrod. I think Tyrod, you know, him being the veteran over Trevor Lawrence being the rookie, hmm. is better in the sense that you know the situation will be better. But I just think that Lawrence has the better team yeah. around him. So I want to give the advantage to Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, I so, think Lawrence is going to look really good in his yeah. debut. I think he's going to look too good. And then he's going to be a little high on himself. Um, so. Especially since he's undefeated in regular season so. play since uh, his high school days. Yeah. So don't be shocked so. if he wins this and then be like, you know, this winning thing in the NFL seems really great. Mm-hmm. You get cocky about yeah, it. So. Exactly. Um, so... That said, I'm going to go Jags. I'm sorry, I'm trying to speed it up here. We're a little over. But um, Jags, I'm taking them. Um, you know, I think, though, Tyrod is going to lead the game in overall yards. That I will say. And I'm going to say that it's going to be 75-25. 75% is going to be rushing yards. 25% is going to be passing yards. So that's the spread, I think, right there. Here we go. A rematch of the anything is possible ending. Um, Browns Chiefs, that's the 425 game. Chiefs, a five and a half point favorite. As much as I would love to see the Browns taking the win here, I really do think that the Chiefs are gonna do like they did in the divisional round, and I think they're gonna take the win. I'm gonna disagree with you here. I'm taking the Browns, okay. I'm telling you, Miles Garrett, I'm telling you, this team knows what it feels like now to lose against a really good team. And on top of it, they knew they had that win in the bag when Mahomes went out for the game. They know they had it in the bags. That's going to be weighing on their minds the entire, that's probably been weighing on their minds the entire week. So that said, I'm taking the Browns here, um, but it's going to be a close one. So... Again, this is where I say the Chiefs are going to slide a little bit. Um, but anyway, Dolphins, Patriots. This, and by the way, I should say Browns, Chiefs. I think this is our game of the week. I don't care what Fox says is America's game of the week. I'm saying it's Browns and Chiefs. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I definitely probably would watch that game on the on the way back home. Honestly, yeah. but who knows. Um, exactly. Um, so Dolphins, Patriots, 
New England's a three-point favorite. Hmm. I want to say it's going to be um, Miami over New England just because Mac Jones is going to his first start, and I, I just don't think he's going to do as well in the first start as he would Week 17 when they play each other again. Or not Week 17, Week 18 when they play each other again. Another another disagreement here. I'm taking uh, New England at home. I'm telling you, Tua... Uh, I'm telling you, I'm not buying that Tua took any uh, big steps this offseason. Okay? I'm not buying it. Plain and simple. I'll buy it when he shows it on the field. Like, in a regular season game. So... <laughs> right. Um, I think New England is going to win this game. And here's the thing, okay? If Tua comes out and plays like he did in his rookie year, guess what? You don't have Fitzpatrick to come in and bail your ass out this time. So <laughs> That's yep, true. <laughs> you got Jacoby Brissett, and Brissett's not as good or as uh, high IQ as Fitzpatrick. And the only reason I say that is not because I, I don't think Brissett's a dumb quarterback. I think Brissett is a, a lesser experienced quarterback than Fitzpatrick is. So that's where I think that plays in. Um, Packers, right. Packers Saints, uh, this should have been the NFC Championship game in the eyes of many. Um, but Green Bay three and a half point favorites. And keep in mind this game is being played in Jacksonville due to the hurricane. Yeah, that's right. Um, I have to go with Green Bay. They're gonna win just like they did last year. Yeah, and I I don't think it's gonna be as probably as close as it was last time. I think Green Bay might actually put probably the window is probably gonna be at least like by yep. twenty points. I want to say Bay. more than it will be like three and a half. Yep, Green. But then Bay. again, I could be wrong because. The Saints actually do have a really good defense. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. Green Bay all the way. I'm telling you, Winston is going to struggle at first. Um, we don't know. I don't think Michael Thomas is playing either. So two big um, key losses there. Um, here we go. Broncos and Giants. Denver, a three-point favorite. Hmm. What? This one's this one's a tough one the the call too. I I I'm gonna go the Giants over there over Denver because I think Saquon's gonna want is gonna come back and I think he's actually gonna play really really well. I think he did a lot, you know, of work to get himself prepared for week yeah. one and I think he's gonna go out there and show he's fully healthy. He's hundred percent. Yeah, he's going to go out there and he's just going to rush all over Denver's defense. Yeah. Plain and simple. I think Giants here. So I think we're both agreeing here. Giants. <laughs> so yeah. There we go. Um, New York Giants are going to win that. Um, now we're on to Sunday night football. Um, Chicago Bears, L.A. Rams. Rams, not even close. They're the heavy favorite. Oh, 
by far. Definitely the Rams over the mm. Bears. Kind of a Donald shame. is going to go into his first start mm. in a Chicago Bears uniform. And also his first time. Dalton. Actually, no, not his first time in NFC. This is actually his second stint in NFC. But he's going to realize what, mm. you know, he got himself into. And I think he's going to get sacked. I'm going to make this mm. prediction. I think he's going to get sacked five times alone from... Um, Aaron Donald. Yep. I think Aaron Donald's going to come off the gates hot, um, showcase why he deserves to be in the discussion mm-hmm. for Defensive Player of the Year, and I think he's going to come out hot with five sacks on Darnold, on um, Dalton. Yep. I'm going to go with the Rams here. Um, I think it's going to be a little closer than the spread's predicting, though. I'm telling you, I just think Andy Dalton's experience pays off here. Um, that's why. Um, so then we go on to Monday night football, um, Ravens and Raiders, uh, Baltimore is a four point favorite. I don't know why they're rated so high on the spread. I will give slightly the edge to Baltimore. Only still have some great. Offensive talent, even though he has to take some hits at running back, I still mm-hmm. think that they have enough good talent in receiving, and like yeah. in the receiving core, that will get them to win over the the Raiders week see, one. Two problems I see. Gus, Br- first off, it should be a two point favorite because factor in the running backs aren't as good now in Baltimore. Right. And number two. Um, keep in mind Gus Bradley defense now in Oakland or uh, Las Vegas. I'm sorry. Um, so I'm telling you, I don't like either of this either, um, side so far, but I'm going to pick the Ravens slightly here. Um, and then of course we got one more pick we got to make, by the way, um, Thursday night football, um, for week number two, of course, because we don't air a midweek show, um, we got the Giants mm-hmm. and the football team on a Thursday night game. Um, I don't have a spread yet for that. Um, I want to say the Washington football team yep. will get the win over the Giants. Yeah, the Giants. Yeah, will get the win over the that. The Broncos, but mm. then their short reign of staying undefeated will come shortly to an end. I think Washington football team has a chance of mm-hmm. starting off pretty hot. Yeah, I would agree. Um, uh. but yeah, I, I want to go to Washington football team over the Giants for sure. Thursday yeah. night football week two. So. I'm going to agree with you. Washington football team, Chase Young versus Danny Dimes. I'm taking Chase Young any day of the week. So that said, um, that brings us to the end here. Let's um, do our quick tinkle on this. Um, Of course, Vanderbilt quarterback here. He takes the snap. He's getting ready to throw the ball. And guess what? The ball goes backward on him. Ruled a fumble. Brought back for the touchdown. I know the SEC is undergoing a lot of changes, but can I make one suggestion? Get rid of Vanderbilt. Um, <laughs> that's my suggestion. 
um, delete them out of the SEC because baseball's the only thing they're good for. And with that, tinkle on this Vanderbilt University. Yeah, definitely. Get them out of there. You can't Better play. yet, delete their quarterback. <laughs> Is that what we have to expect from Lamar Jackson? Oh. Ooh. Ooh. I was going to say right. this, too. Bull prediction. I think Lamar's going to suck because he's got to yeah. throw it more than expected. Oh, boy. Yeah. So that's all we got for you tonight, um, or this morning, rather. Um, I apologize for the long episode. We wanted to give you the NFL kickoff, essentially. We're not going to be running almost two hours every single time. Um, this is just kind of a one-time deal, um, because we wanted to talk about the opening of the NFL season, um, and we missed you guys, that's why. <laughs> so, yep, yep, there we go. And with that, we want to say thanks for watching, um, be sure to like and subscribe to our Facebook viewers, thanks for watching, yes, our first episode is on Facebook as well. Um, we will have episodes going forward only on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. So mm -hmm. our episodes will not be on Facebook going forward. I just want to get that across. Um, and until we see you again next Sunday, goodbye, everyone.